Faith FM 87.6, AZM 18 or 88, depending on where you are right across Australia. And Monica, why don't we have another clue for our super easy quiz this morning? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a Who Am I quiz. I'm going to run through the clues again. The first one was, I prayed this prayer. All the disaster has come upon us, yet we have not sought the favour of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The first, second clue was, 
I so distinguished myself from the other officials, the king planned to set me over the whole kingdom. And the third clue was, I am named after a god. That name was Belteshazzar. Oh, that's just too easy. <laughs> Come on. Because you have stopped at, I am named after a god. No. Well, just, just by the way, the name Belteshazzar was not his original name. It was a name given to him at a certain time in his that's life. That's right. His original name had a reference to God as well. Yes. And so we are looking for the original name. So please don't call up and tell me that the answer is Belteshazzar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was, what, his, was, what was his original name before was he was Belteshazzar's renamed Belteshazzar's original name? Yeah, no. If you think you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. It's 1-800-324-843 or text us 0491-064-669. Jump on our Facebook if it's easier, Faith FM Australia. Shoot us a message on our page and we will send you the prize, which today is a Soyan Eastham um, CDs, Journey of the Spirit is her latest album and we will send that to you. Okay, Mon, I am super excited over our new Encounter with God series. Me too. I'm stoked about it. Okay, so we've been working through the book of Galatians and we thought we'd have a bit of a break from Galatians because we've got this new Bible study that is just starting mm-hmm. and it's going to give you, the listener, an amazing opportunity because every day, every morning here on Faith FM, you can be part of a global movement. Mm-hmm. How many people? You can join more than 20 million Mm -hmm. people who are studying the same subject every day. The exact same thing. Exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Worldwide. So this is not an Australia thing. This is a worldwide thing. It's a worldwide movement uh, where people have banded together and uh, joined this uh, series of Bible studies. And uh, if you'd like to get your own copy of the actual paper version of it, then give us a call and we will see if we can arrange that for you. That way you can have the paper version. Uh, so you, you know what our numbers along. are, one eight hundred three two four eight four three, 324 otherwise known as one eight hundred faith fm and you can follow along that way and do your homework so that you can actually be ready for us when we come on air and have all your questions written out ready to go. Mm-hmm. Send us your questions in. They could be they could be question of the day. I just I just love the idea that there's a community of twenty million people who are all studying this day by day, step by step, the same portion of study every day and um, and all learning together and growing together spiritually it just warms me heart yeah absolutely it's good to see people around the world who are studying the bible and we're going to be studying some of the great themes of the bible and this will run over the next 12 weeks or so I love the verse, the Bible verse this starts off with. It is so catching. It makes me so interested when I read it to you. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay. It says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a co- <laughs> so this is like exciting. this massive battle taking place. So what is this study about? Okay, so we're going to be looking at some of the major themes of the Bible, and we're going to begin by looking at this battle, this cosmic battle. This, this, this We were talking about Star Wars during our news segment, mm-hmm. and the Bible talks a lot about Star Wars, and Star Wars are a real thing. A Star sure Wars are. is something that took place in heaven before the creation of this world. So it's like a cosmic controversy. And aliens are a real thing. I believe it. The Bible says so. Because an alien is an extraterrestrial being, right? Mm-hmm. Extraterrestrial means not on this, not on this earth. So aliens can be angels, really. Angels are aliens. Yeah. God is an alien. Because mm-hmm. they're it's not from of, earth. Yeah. Because he's not from earth. Yeah. Jesus is not an alien because Jesus, who is God, 
mm-hmm. uh, came to this earth and became a human being. So he's not an alien. But, you know, the, the, the others are. They are extraterrestrial beings, and the Bible speaks a lot about them. And the Bible speaks about the war that took place in heaven. Why don't we read a little bit more about that war? How about that? Yes, I'm very excited about this study. Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter 12, because you were just reading from Revelation 12. And let's read what the Bible says uh, a few verses earlier on. And then we're going to go back into Ezekiel and Isaiah, some amazing books, and look at some more details on this particular subject. Okay, why don't you read for us verse 7, 8, and 9. Revelation chapter 12, verses 7, 8, and 9. Star Wars coming right up. I wonder whether they didn't have the Wimmera laws back then, did they? Yeah, no, I don't think so. They had the Ten Commandments a whole lot better. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with his all his angels. Okay, so there you've got it. War took place in heaven. Hey, by the way, you know that story we're covering about the uh, Wimmera laws, where we are now writing the laws for uh, space warfare. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what the word Wimmera actually means. No, but it kind of sounds like the noise a boomerang makes when it goes through the air. It's related to a boomerang. Oh, it is. It is kind of. It's a. Um, it's a, an indigenous spear throwing implement, so it extends. Oh. It extends the. Um, the length of your arm to give you more leverage when you're throwing a spear and so the Aboriginals could um, outrange the early muskets with their spears when uh, white settlers first came to Australia. Wow. So it's a bit like when you go to the dog park and you see people exactly. throwing balls with those like yeah, lazy Yeah, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're like a, we're I'm going to call those dog ball-throwing things, women is from now Yeah, on. yeah, makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, to be able to conduct warfare in space, you've got to be able to throw your missiles a long way. It's true. Yeah, so that's why they call them the Woomera Laws. But anyway, we're, we're, we are currently writing the laws for space warfare, but space warfare has been around for a very, very long time and existed before this earth. Why do you think the Bible says that Satan was thrown out to the earth? You know, isn't that a bit, you know, of all the different places in the universe that God could have sent Satan, why do you think God sent him here? You know, why not send him to a different planet? He can test a a different race of people. That's a good question. I have no idea. Well, we we got the short straw, I feel like. Because the Bible speaks about a universe, and and it's very clear about this, a universe that is heavily populated with beings. So God could have thrown him to any of these different realms, different planets, different yeah. universes, but instead we got stuck with him. Yeah. I don't know. You feel ripped off? I, I am feeling a bit ripped off now. Okay. You're going to tell me the answer though, aren't you? Oh, you want the answer? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, because our earth had just been created. It was the newest creation and the rest of the worlds had had their opportunity to make their decision either for or against Satan. They'd already made their, op- oh, made their decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so God wasn't going to, you know, if God had restricted Satan and said, no, I've just created this new planet, you can't go anywhere near it because you will mess it up, then Satan would have turned around and said, see there, I told you so, you always force people, uh, love does not exist, you're not a God of love, you're not even giving these people the opportunity to choose, power of choice does not exist, and you are not love. I see, okay, that makes sense. And that would have been a very powerful argument Mm. and Mm -hmm. even more powerfully put by Satan, who would be a much better lawyer than me, Mm -hmm. and it would have resulted in 
the loss of the universe. And love can only exist when choice exists. Exactly. So God had restricted free choice. The moment that God restricts free choice, love ceases to exist. And just because he came to our earth doesn't mean, you know, we didn't have to choose to sin, but we didn't. We messed it up essentially. Yeah, so, that's, that's pretty yeah. much how it happened. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because you know, Adam and Eve, and we're going to read about that in, uh, in a few minutes, how they made the decision. Mm-hmm. And they went in with their eyes open. They knew exactly what was going to take place. Completely messed it up. Uh, we're going to go over to the book of Ezekiel. And let's go to Ezekiel chapter 28. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So, on Ezekiel 28, why don't you read for us the first two verses, please? Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride you claim, I am God. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea. But you are only a man and not a God, though you boast that you are a God. Thank you. So who is the Bible talking about here? The prince of Tyre. Are you sure? It says it right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Was the Prince of Tyre or the King of Tyre at this particular point while uh, Ezekiel was writing his book, had he ever been to the Garden of Eden? No. Ah, read for me verse 13. Verse 13 says, You were in Eden, the Garden uh, of God. Oh. <laughs> so. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. So who is the Bible talking about here? Hmm, is it maybe like... A message to the devil? Ah, was the devil in the Garden of Eden? Yes. And he claimed to be a god and he wanted to sit on a divine So why throne. does it say the king of Tyre then? I don't know. Read the, read the rest of this verse here. Which verse? 13? 13. Uh, read verse 13 and verse 14. 13 and 14. Yeah. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone. Red carnelian. Pale green peridot, white moonstone, blue green beryl, onyx green jasper, blue lapis lazuli, turquoise and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Okay, so I want you to ask a couple more questions here. The Bible is very, very clearly talking about the Prince of Tyre, right? Mm-hmm. Has the Prince of Tyre ever had the Prince of Tyre ever been to the Garden of Eden? No. Had he ever been to the Mountain of God? No. Had he ever walked among stones of fire? Walked amongst. No. Well, maybe he was a firewalker. Um, he <laughs> um, had he? Was he an angelic being? No. No, he was a human being, and the Bible is very, very clear in verse two when it talks about him. You're just a man. You are not a god. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on here? Is the Bible contradicting itself? I don't think so, but I do think the Prince of Tyre would have been mightily confused when he got this letter in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was. Okay, so it works a little bit like this. This is what we call type and anti-type in the Bible. 
Okay. And type and antitype is where God takes something here on this earth and he's like, okay, if you want to understand something uh, divine, then I'm going to give you an illustration on earth. And so the lamb, the symbol of the lamb, where Jesus is the lamb of God, is a great example of type and antitype. God was like, okay, I want you to understand the sacrifice that Jesus is going to make, and so I'm going to use a lamb to symbolize the sacrifice that Jesus makes. Okay. Here is like, I want you to understand what Satan is like. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look around the earth and, oh, yes, over here, uh huh, King of Tyre. He is the person who is the most like Satan on earth. Ah. And so he writes about the King of Tyre because he's like, okay, if you want to understand what Satan is like, just look at the King of Tyre. Okay. So from verse 1 and 2, there's some things we learn about the King of Tyre. Um, Thus says the Lord, because your heart is lifted up. So the first thing we find out about the King of Tyre is that he's very proud. Mm -hmm. What else do we learn about him? Um, That he thinks he's a god. Okay, so he has, and this is something that wasn't particularly uncommon in those days where kings would proclaim themselves to be a divine being. Mm -hmm. It's kind of um, interesting. It's like, oh, by the way, and I'm a divine being. And the next day somebody kills them. (laughs) Yes, yeah. <laughs> so a pretty god. weak god right there. Pretty puny god. He uh, he uh, he claimed to sit on divine throne in the heart of the sea, and of course, the city of Tyre was a city built on an island just off the coast. That's what gave so it such good defenses. This it's like, is yes, kind I'm of in like the heart of a sea, and of course, the Phoenicians or what we today call the Lebanese were some of the greatest seafarers that the world ever knew. So this is uh, this is kind of like an analogy or a metaphor kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, he's writing to the king of Tyre, and he's like, "Yeah, this is this is this is who the king of Tyre is. This is a, you're looking at a person who's very proud, mm-hmm. um, who claims that he's untouchable, and who claims that he is God. And so, if you want to know what Satan is like, Satan is somebody who's very proud, who claims he's untouchable, and claims that he's God. Okay. So has very similar characteristics. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. so, so, so God is God is like I need to illustrate to my people mm-hmm. exactly what Satan is like, and the best illustration I've got is this guy right here. So a bit like if I called you like a, you know we have different turns of phrase nowadays. Like if I called you a bull in a china shop, even though you're definitely not a bull, and I doubt you've ever been to a china shop. So. But that'd be like an indication of well, why do you your think character? I would never have been into a china shop? Because <laughs> you're a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I know your wife is very opinionated when it comes to home decor. <laughs> yes, this is true. <clears throat> and I have pretty much zero opinion when it comes to home decor, so that works fine as long as whatever. But it's a, I mean, you know, you, you aren't a bull and you aren't in a china shop, but it's indicative of your character and what you were up to. And in our tr- culture here in Australia, we would understand what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we had somebody here, which you know, English was their second language, they'd just arrived in Australia yesterday, they'd never learned Australian English, they could become very confused by that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were a Jewish person living at this particular day, it would make perfect sense. We have to you know, dissect it a little bit. Okay, cool. Okay, to stop confusion mm-hmm. so that... We don't think this is just about, you know, this particular king, uh, Phoenician king at this particular time. Mm-hmm. God then goes on to say, actually, no, I'm, I'm really talking about Lucifer. Okay. Satan. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've got verse 13, verse 14, so verse 13, where he says, you know, you were in Eden and there were only uh, four people that were ever in Eden. That was uh, God, uh, Satan, Adam and, and Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those four people. Uh, it continues on, verse 14, you are the anointed cherub 
Or what was your one? The head of the angelic host or something or other? Yeah, the mighty angelic guardian. The mighty angelic guardian. So the Bible is very clear. You're an angel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in verse 2, you're a man. In verse 14, you're an angel. Mm-hmm. And so this is where um, God is you know, just making it super, super clear that he is not talking about just the king of Tyre. He's actually talking about Lucifer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and giving us an example of uh, what Lucifer is like. Okay, verse 15. Read for us verse 15. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Okay, so where did Satan come from? He was created by the sounds of it. Okay, so then did God create? Did God sit back and say, you know what? I'm going to create something truly, truly evil. No way. What does it say there? It says, day he was created until the day evil was found in him. Okay, but he was what? He was blameless. He was blameless until that He was day. sinless. Mm-hmm. So he was created. And in my translation, it says, perfect. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. If God created a perfect being, how could a perfect being sin? Well, we were just saying before that love can't exist without choice, right? So he would have had to give them the power of choice to choose, you know, to sin or to not sin. So I'm guessing that he was blameless when he was created until the day evil was found in him, being another way of saying until the day you chose to sin. Right. Now, the Bible says that God creates evil. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't think he would create evil as so much as create the choice to do evil. Ah, and why would he do that? That's a really good question. One that we need to answer, and it has the mm. most amazing answer to it, which we're going to come back with in just a moment, where we talk about why does the Bible say God created evil? This is Chris Rice, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Spring 
Faithfulness. Mm, amen to that. You're listening to Faith FM. Have we got another clue for our quiz? Or how are yes, we, going we do. Who am I? First clue was, I prayed the prayer, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. Second clue was, I so distinguished myself from the other officials that the king planned to set me over the whole kingdom. Clue number three was, I am named after a god. That name was Belteshazzar. And clue number four is, it was a practice of mine to pray three times a day. Mm, I know two people in the Bible who the Bible says prayed three times a day. Which one of these is it? Mm. And just to clarify, uh, don't call and tell us the answer is Belteshazzar. We want his original name. Original name. <laughs> Who was the, what was the original name of Belteshazzar? If you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, or text us 0491-064-669. Jump on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia, and you can leave us a message with the answer there. And we will send you the prize, which today is a wonderful album, a Soyan Eastam CD, Journey of the Spirit. In fact, this particular individual here is one of my favorite characters entire Bible, if, yeah. if not my favourite. I know, that's why I knew this was going to be an easy one for you. And next week, I'm going to be presenting a whole series of presentations um, specifically about him and his life and his prophecies oh, and really? everything that he did, and that'll be up at Kingscliff. So if you'd like to come along and be a part of that, then give us a call and we'll get some details for you.
Nice. See, I won't be here. You'll be by yourself, Mon. Oh, That's next week. Abandoning me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kingsliff, New South Wales, so the Gold Coast region, um, northern New South Wales, if you're up in that area, give us a call. We would love to have you come along to the series of presentations called Belteshazzar, mm-hmm. Babylon's Grand Vizier. I wish I could be there. I really do. I'm so bummed we can't take the radio station up with us. <laughs> ah, well, maybe another year. Okay, you had a pretty uh, heavy question for us before we went to our break there. I did? Mm. What was it? You were saying, you know, why why did God allow us to have the power of choice? Like, why did... Oh, okay, so this was it. Why does the Bible say that God creates evil? Yeah. Mm. Because he, he does, you know, he didn't stop Lucifer. Okay, so let's, let's, let's think about this. Let's work our way through it. It's actually got a fairly simple answer. What is it that creates love? It's the power of choice, right? Yeah. The power of choice is what creates love. Without the power of choice, love does not exist. Mm-hmm. Or the power of choice, I should say, creates the possibility of love. Mm-hmm. So love is impossible without the power of choice. When you create the power of choice, by default, you have also created the possibility, possibility of evil. Isn't that so? That's true. Mm-hmm. So you can't create one without the other. Mm. Okay, so if you're going to create the power of choice, and, and we understand that God is love and God is creative. Those are two attributes of God. And you can't be a God of love and not uh, and be by yourself. Mm-hmm. So God is eternal. God has always been creating. God has always been creating beings. Those beings have the power of choice. In the context of eternity, sooner or later, one of those beings will exercise that power of choice to do something wrong. Isn't that so? Mm-hmm. so? It's pretty much inevitable that at some point, given eternity, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And so God has to have a plan as to what he will do if and when that takes place. And so this is why we know that the plan of salvation has existed from before the foundation of our world. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. So this is basically the story of the fall of a perfect being. That being it is the fall of a perfect being. And some people ask, well, how could a perfect being sin? The answer is very simple. If he, The only reason that he could sin was because he was perfect. If he had not been able to sin, if it was impossible for him to do anything wrong, if he had had not had the power to choose not to love God, Mm -hmm. he would have been a robot. And so by giving him the power to choose not to love God, as he has given to you, as he has given to me, as he has given to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, some people out there is like, like religion is all about control. It's just all about control. Oh, religion is just all about control. And that's actually pretty much true, sadly, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of God. God is all about freedom. It's about choice. It's all about choice. It's all about freedom. God will never force you. I actually once heard a, a past a preacher say... Um, you know, an illustration that's easy to make it understand is um, like a wedding day. You know, you have the bride and the groom standing at the altar and they're choosing each other. But the only thing that's really making the ceremony so beautiful is um, the fact that there is the option of saying, I don't, when they come to being asked, you know, do you or don't you? Mm-hmm. I do is beautiful because there is the option of I don't. Yeah. If there wasn't an option of I don't, if there was a gun to their heads and they were being forced, 
that's called rape basically or slavery or a shotgun wedding yeah or, yeah a shotgun wedding so i do is only beautiful because i don't is an option so yes and that's so true and it's and it's a very special thing when somebody actually stands there and says i do choose to spend the rest of my life with you that's a really special you know they have mm-hmm. they have chosen you mm-hmm. um out of all of the billions of people on our planet they have picked you out and said yes i want to spend the rest of my life with you and god wants us to choose him that's right which is why he allows us to not choose him exactly because mm. it makes it so much more special when we do choose him and that's why it's such it a special it relationship. yes it's, it makes it real mm-hmm. it's why our relationship with god is such an incredibly special thing but this is where we have this problem that started because Lucifer chose I don't. He chose I don't. Okay, so why didn't God then just destroy him on the spot? I mean, that would be exactly the same as making him without the choice of of I don't. It, you know, if, if you can choose to not but then instantly be obliterated, that's removing really You don't really have the power yeah, of choice, do yeah. you? Okay, so if God is going to give the power of choice, he has to also give the opportunity for people who choose to exercise it to actually exercise that power of choice mm-hmm. for a certain period of time. However, that choice brings sin, which brings pain, which brings evil, which brings suffering, which mm-hmm. is a terrible, terrible thing. So God also has to have a plan what he will do if someone chooses to do wrong. And so he had a plan from the very start? He had a plan from the very start, and the plan is very simple. The wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. And the reason that God chooses that particular plan is because sin is like a disease. We were talking about the flu uh, during our news segment. And how to avoid the flu, and and uh, Mon was scaring us with some of the ways that she used to <laughs> she, she uses to kill the flu, but Mon's attitude towards the flu is to throw everything at her body that will kill <laughs> the virus, <laughs> and this is what God's this is why the Bible says the wage of sin is death, kill the virus. The problem is that He loves us, and so He gave His life for us so that we don't have to die. Why don't you choose Him today? Amen. We're going to unpack the plan of salvation a little further tomorrow. But for now, here is Fernando Ortega. Jesus paid it all. And if you have a question of the day, now is the time to call 1-800-FAITH-FM and we will answer that live on air for you. Yeah. 
strong I stand in Him complete Jesus died my soul to save My lips shall still repeat isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real, and real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Someone called it a care package there. (laughs) Wow. Child can make and know a deep love. 
God, you heal me. You provide for me, and you'll build a house here soon. God was, God will be, God is. Oh, 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 Tendencies fade away. God remains. Endless Praise with God Is here on Faith FM. And our question of the day is a very good question, and that is, can the, we've been talking about Satan, can the devil control humans? What do you think about that oh, one, Mon? Can the devil control humans? I mean, we did just talk about the power of choice. Yes. But can you hand over your power of choice to the extent where you're no longer in control? This is a really, really important question, and... You know, the, the Bible talks about demon possession, where a person has handed over their power of choice and the, and the devil takes control. Mm-hmm. The thing with demon possession is that that power of choice is never fully surrendered. Okay. Because a person, there are many, many circumstances where people have been possessed by demons or harassed by demons or persecuted by demons and they've exercised their power of choice. In fact, I was talking to a lady just on Sabbath who had been harassed by demons for about three years. Oh, wow. And um, she exercised that power of choice on a daily basis to commit her life to God. And eventually those demons gave up and went away and left her alone. And, uh, you know, they'd been following her around from place to place and, and now they're gone. She's been free from them for a number of years now. Praise God. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, so the demons are a real thing. And the uh, important thing is that we always have that opportunity, unless we have committed the unpardonable sin, to be able to reach out to God. So if you're being harassed by demons, reach out to God. The devil shudders when we confess the name of Jesus. It frightens him. It scares him. In fact, the Bible says, submit yourself, resist the devil, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you try and resist the devil in your own power, you are going to fail. It's as simple as that. 
Do you know, I actually um, read a, um, you know, the, the story of the demoniac in Gardarines yeah. um, in the Bible, which is an incredible story about when God cast out the demons from um, these raging demoniacs. They were, they were so possessed by the devil that they were unable to even communicate what they wanted. They were unable to communicate their power of choice, but they still made that choice in their hearts. And the Lord recognized that choice in their hearts. They couldn't even make form into, you know, audible words. And so he still released them from, from, their, um, from their trap. Yeah, absolutely. And God, so God loves everybody and he desires everybody to be free uh, from demonic power. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, uh, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. And the Bible also goes on and says that, uh, that the devil is the father of lies. This is John chapter 8, verse 44. You are of your devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and did not live in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is the liar and a father of lies. And so we live in a world where our world is constantly believing lies. Mm. Even the most bold-faced lies imaginable that Satan comes along and tells, and people are like, oh, yeah, that must be true. And people will do away with, you know, completely separate themselves from all reason just so that they can believe one of the devil's lies. You know, like a good example is this, uh, in my opinion, this uh, um, person competing in the women's weightlifting champions in, in, in the Commonwealth Games who um, apparently has had an injury, but uh, a biological man competing in a uh, women's competition because she feels like she is a woman and, and the whole world like oh yeah this must be the case you know it, it shows it's like the the emperor's clothes kind of an argument it shows just how how powerful the devil can be at just confusing people we're going to take a quick break with gun god please be my strength and then we'll be right back with the final clue for the quiz i wonder if you can get it actually i might give it to you now i was thrown into a den of lions if you know who that is 1-800-FAITH-FM Stand my ground, I've tried to understand, but I can't seem to find my faith again. Like water on the sand, or grasping at the wind, I keep on falling short. So please be my strength, please be my strength, cause I don't have any
Please be my strength. What are we giving away today? Oh, this is so good. This yeah. goes exactly with our theme right here. <laughs> I, I thought just you saw might it on like your desk. It. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I thought you might like it. I pulled it out of the uh, out of the gift box, and I was like, Lyle's gonna love this one. It's a book. Tell him what it's called, Lyle. The first lie. The first lie. We were just talking about Satan mm-hmm. and the father of lies. Pretty heavy mm-hmm. show this morning talking about Satan, but it uh, was okay. rather. And I think this book is a fantastic book if people want to know more, if they've been like, their interest has been picked and they just keen baked bean to find out more about, you know, these lies that we've been told. Absolutely. So here you've got a cosmic battle taking mm -hmm. place in a terrestrial context with Satan fighting for and and his angels fighting for the lives of every person here on earth. And it begins with the first lie that he told. And the fascinating thing about this first lie is that he's continuing to be told on a daily basis basis and people are still believing it today yeah you need to know about this this book exposes and just lays open the Mm -hmm. whole the whole thing that's going on so essentially it's a bible study um it it just goes it traces through history many popular concepts that are lies all the way to the first lie that the devil told eve in eden ancient Greeks, history of Jews, all the way through the dark ages to the present day just covers the first lie and it's train wreck ever since then. So it's written by Barbara M. Weimar. If you'd like to get a copy of that, give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843 with the first person through or text us 0491-064-669 and we will send that to you free of charge. Can't get anything better than something that is free. free. And of course, if you would like to know more about the Bible, again, give us a call as well. We would love to connect you with somebody who can teach you more about what the Bible says. We are all about the Bible here on Faith FM because it is positively different. We'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. We've loved having the show with you. Stay grateful and have a beautiful day.